everybody. You're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by IronCompany.com. Today, we're discussing the Alone Diet, and that's a diet based on the Alone Survival Series on the History Channel, where each contestant is faced with a 100-day survival challenge in, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so Marty was talking about this a little while ago. I've never seen the show. I've, I've watched a couple of them in preparation for uh, the podcast, but leave it to him to uh, turn a reality TV show into a, a, a profound fitness angle and a diet and all that. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So Marty, back up a little bit. Talk, tell us a little bit about this show. I mean, what, yeah. what's going on? I watch, I love all these survival shows. I love, I watch all that kind of stuff. Uh, this one particularly got me because it was the most, I don't know, primitive, the most raw. Basically, they take 10, 10 people, 10 survivalists. Now that's an important point. These are pros, right? That's these are not... Did they, they try out? Oh, they have great uh, resumes, you know, uh, you know, you know, and they just pick and, and people listen. Um, the prize for six years was five hundred thousand dollars. Right. I mean, that's real money. Yeah. So uh, the deal was that they take 10 survivalists and they put them uh, they, mostly they use a, a lake in the Yukon in Canada, big lake, and they spread them out. It's not a communal thing. Everybody's way separated. Right. And um, they get to take in 10 items um, and backpack in. And, you know, now this does not include, they're allowed a, you know, a giant sleeping bag and, you know, heavy clothes. And right. And it's nothing like very modern, like no electronics or anything like that. No, right? zero. They nothing. can't bring weapons. No, no guns. You can okay. bring if you want your one of your 10 arrows to be a bow. That's one. If you want arrows, each arrow is one mm -hmm. item. Ah, you know what they should do? They should get one of the survival knives that you can turn to a spear, then tie it onto a stick. Now you got a knife and you got a spear. Well, thank you for your insight. Letting you know. Why don't you try that over the weekend in your backyard and let us know how it works? You should try that for the show. All right, may I continue? <laughs> Thank you. All right. So anyway, you see, you're fired up already thinking about it. So oh, I love this stuff, man. They <laughs> drop these people, and what I like is it's a it's a good mix of men and women, right? I would say it's like seven guys to three women. Um, so this is the seventh season. This, this most recent season was unusual. And they said, look, what we're going to do this time is it's going to be who can last a hundred days because most of, in the first six seasons, most of the winners have been winning like in, in the seventies, you know, getting it. I didn't, couldn't find a list of, you know, season one, the guy won in 69 days, season two, the guy won in 74 days. But to my recollection, most of the winners are winning in the 70 day, you know, like they're out in previous seasons, you just had to outlast the last man standing. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you the thing that I thought was so cool about it, that I loved about it. It was like, did you ever see the movie, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross? No. Anyway, so in the movie, the uh, Alec Baldwin comes in and he's just Alec this, Baldwin. oh, he's that stop, 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 total, total jerk of a, of a salesman. 
and he's addressing his sales staff. And he says, first prize, a new Cadillac. Second prize, a set of steak knives. Third place, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, these people, because it's like, first first prize, $500,000. Second prize, zero. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, I think that's up to a million bucks, isn't well, it? Well, now, listen, let me tell you, this in this past season, what they did is they raised it. They said it's going to be a hundred day minimum. Now keep in mind, no one oh, had wow. gone, no one had gone more than like 76 days. Wow. Right. So I didn't even know if it was possible. It's a hundred day minimum and the winner will get a million. Wow. Yeah. Now, as it turned out, they had, uh, the winner was a guy, um, a, a kind of a really macho seal survival survivalist. He was like a, a hunting guide in the Yukon already living off the grid, right? He was he was the winner, but second and third place were women. Yeah. And the women, the women, like the guys are all, their guys are all macho in it out and, you know, overcoming and, you know what I mean, fortitude and guts and, you know, and the women are like, oh, they're like earth mothers, right? <laughs> they're, they're like floating around and looking for fauna and making tea and finding berries. And yes, they snare rabbits, but you know they cry and they call them bunnies. You know when they kill them. Oh, man, I, I was watching. Do you want me to make a good story about killing a bunny? You want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, no, what? no, because it's going to be grotesque. No, <laughs> no, it's no, not at all. No, not at all. No, it's not. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I used to date this girl, and she lived up in the mountains of North Carolina, country man, man. She was country, right? So she had a, her dad owned a Christmas tree farm and entire place. I mean, he had a lot of money. So their driveway was like a half a mile straight up, you know, uh, up to their house and the farm and all that. So we're driving and I'm driving up the driveway. I'm sort of looking around on stuff. And this rabbit comes out with a death wish and I smushed it. I mean, it was, you know, it was gone. And my girl, <laughs> my girlfriend said, Jimmy, you just killed Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Was she mad at you for that? I, I thought you were going to say she jumped out of the car and said, "All right, now we got dinner." No, that would have been going better. in the pot. <laughs> no, that was the end of Peter Rabbit. That was pretty funny though. All right, wow. so so anyway, back to alone. So anyway, um, I'm very impressed with the women, but they take a totally different approach. They still everybody. Go ahead. I'm sorry. If they have more body fat, do you think they survive longer? It's not that. It's they. You have to catch just as many rabbit and just as many fish. Right. It's, it's, it, they're just smaller guys. That's all. Yeah. yeah. But they still, watching. they still have to eat, but they're, they're better at foraging. I was right. watching one this morning, just kind of checking it out because I'd never seen the show. And she was down there. The lake was frozen and she was climbing the rocks down to get to the lake with her net. And she fell down, bashed her head, blood all down the face. I, I don't even think it phased her. That's the girl who took second. Yeah, she's yeah, she's tough. She's cute as a button. Um, she, I believe she's a, a snowshoe instructor with her husband mm -hmm. up in at some resort but I think they live off the grid, mm. you know? So anyway, um, so, well, to get back to why this show, why I find it, found it interesting because after I'm looking after seven seasons, I'm going like, wow, you know, in a way, I mean, and everybody on this show gets ripped. Now, yes, they take it too far. They, they end up starving, 
But there's a point where if it was just, hey, how do I lose maximal body fat without going into that catabolic, oh my God, now my body is cannibalizing itself state. Um, they get there quickly. They're, they're all getting to where they have pretty much burned away their surplus body fat. Now I'm thinking in around day 45 to maybe day 50. Jim, how does that, if you're coming off a regular civilian diet, how long does it take for you to kind of get down? Let's say to, let's say to get to the 9% level, right? Not you're not a competition level, but you're at 9%. 9 to 10% is when your uh, pecs have a separation. You don't have any fat in your armpits, your yeah. triceps. You can see all three heads. You can see all the heads in your quads. All your, your, uh, your, your delts are defined. Uh, you're not ripped. You're not in the, the pro bodybuilders are 5% and below. Yeah. Right. But for a, to get a really good look, like when you see Arnold or The Rock, they're carrying about, you know, in the movies, they're carrying about nine to 10%. Right. So how long would it take you, Jimmy, to go from, okay, I'm just being a regular guy, eating regular food, to all right, I'm in competition prep to get to that mm, nine to 10% level? Um, the, the shortest amount it took me was seven weeks. Seven weeks, seven times seven is 49 days. That's, what did I say? I said 45 to 50. Yeah. But what, what was your starting body fat? It doesn't matter. He's just being a normal person. All, everyone, it didn't matter what anybody's starting body, body fat was. Everyone was a survivalist. Everyone was in relatively decent shape. Okay. They weren't bodybuilders. None right. of them, that, you know, and it is of an advantage to come into the show a little heavy, but no one, no, no one was completely out of shape because Man, you hit the ground. Yeah, and plus you had to train. For you, yeah, you, you don't eat until you land, catch, or forage something. You, you can't take any food in with you. No, no, you're not taking your rice in with you. Nothing. So when you hit the ground, it's like, okay, find something to eat. Plus, they, they, uh, you think you think they eat a lot of pasta before they they get on that helicopter? Carb load like a month. Yeah. There, there are, there were contestants who actually did that. There was a big guy. He didn't win, but he placed like in the top three and he just got as heavy as possible, like a grizzly going into hibernation. He did as little as possible. Huh. He, he slept all the time. And he goes, my strategy is I'm going to burn as few calories as possible, moving as little bit as possible. And, you know, when I have to start moving, that's when I'm going to start moving. He, you know, but this guy was weighing like 250 when he hit. And by the time they hauled him out of there, I think they might have pulled him out too. He was like 210, right? And they might have pulled him out on a medical. They, I think every 15 days they check on you. They send doctors in to make sure that you're not ready to die. I mean, not, that you're not ready to keel over and, you know, fall, fall down in the woods uh, you know, so it's a serious thing. Uh, but again, there's a, see how it syncs up with, with gyms uh, and gyms hard when, when, when it's time to start dieting, it's on, there's no gradual ramping up with gym and there was no gradual ramping up with the alone people. It's like, bang, it's on. It's I'm perfect from now on. Now, what, what I, what hit me was I said, well, this is a seven year, 
70 person uh, diet study in, yeah. with a controlled group because normally diet studies are so jive because they depend on the, the written, everyone goes, the truthfulness of right. the participants. Right, right. And the accuracy of the participants. And, and they, they run these diet studies, but everybody goes home and they go, now you can only eat these foods. And did you do it today? Or, oh yeah, I was perfect all week. It's just, that's no way to run a scientific study, right? But the alone guys, everybody ate the same every year. And they had highly identifiable characteristics, right? Jim, these will sound familiar to you. Um, they had to have protein. Yeah. Um, they had a little bit of fiber, but it was not enough to sustain life. There were no carbs. <clears throat> there was no uh, starch. There were no sources of starch. Obviously, there were no refined carbs. There were no carbs of any type. Fat was the key nutrient. When carbs are taken out of the diet totally, fat goes to the top of the, fat becomes king. Right. <clears throat> and as long as they were pulling, everybody was pretty successful at pulling giant, beautiful, wonderful fish out of the lake. Hmm. Oh my God, you should have seen these fish. If you had, if you had paid for them at a Seattle sea mark, uh, seafood market, these fish would be 250 bucks a piece, you know, giant 24 inch, uh, steelhead salmon or whatever freshwater salmon are big, beautiful. And, and they cut these up and they'd be eating on the, and oh, they, they were getting so many of them in, in the first month that they were um, smoking them. Good idea. Cutting them up and smoking them and then they would ration them out to themselves. You know, I got uh, 11 whole fish which converted into, you know, uh, 37 smoked fillets. I'm going to have uh, two a day, you know, of course, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> as long as they were pulling the fish, it was great. Everybody caught rabbit. That was the most consistent protein source. But as I found out, uh, you can eat a rabbit every day and within 60 days, you starve to death. Yeah, that's the, that's a, they used to call it something. Rabbit, yeah, the, the mountain they call, I think it was rabbit fever or rabbit something. Rabbit fever or something, Is right? Is that what it was, right? Yep. Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No fat. No fat. Yeah. There was a, there was a guy on there, Marty, that got a musk ox. Is that the guy that ended up winning? Well, that was what I was going to lead into is that in the seven years of the show and with 70 people, only two land animals have ever been killed. And in season six, the winner, who was another very cool guy, he was very low key, low spoken, very humble guy. <clears throat> he shot a, a, a moose or an elk. What do you shoot it with? A bow, a bow and arrow. Everybody out there is, the one common skill I would say 90% of the people have is they're expert bowmen. Huh. Uh, it's a really, really important skill. I mean, they're, they're shooting, they're shooting. Now they do occasionally get um, some bird. Uh, I don't want to say quail, I forget what that, uh, Parmesan and I yeah. think some quail. They shoot it. They shoot them out of the trees with a bow and arrow, man. 
Yeah. I mean, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, the girl and the girls are good too with their bows and arrows. They're like, Bing, oh, I love you, Mr. Bunny. I'm sorry. I, I love you. <laughs> the, the, the guy that got the muskox, he was talking about the fat and how important it was. And he was skinning this muskox and he was scraping the fat off of it and talking about how vital the fat is. And you know, I think he said something about rabbits too, and that they just don't have enough fat. Yeah. Um, but he obviously knew the importance of the the fat and the caloric intake and the preservation of of muscle and all that so i thought that was interesting because that's what we were going to be talking about today but yeah he was scraping that thing down and uh nature and nature nature teaches with a big stick that's right right you know and in, in season i'll run you through in season six the the fellow shot the i'm going to say it was a i don't think it was a moose because a moose is gigantic i think he shot an elk I think a moose is like 1500 pounds a moose is as big as a horse yeah. Whereas an elk is like between a deer and a moose. So, you know, a good, like 600 pounds. I think he shot this elk and uh, he won. Uh, but what uh, he really ran into trouble at the end because he had gone to the trouble to extract fat as he broke down the, the elk. And he had actually put he'd boiled the creature in such a way that he had extracted the fat and it was condensed in a, a lipid. And the lipid had, because it was cold, the lipid had, you know, attained, it was solid. Yeah. And he had built a, a, a four, he took four pillars and then he put a platform up and that was where he would put his meat to keep it away from bears, bears and wolverines and critters and raccoons. Yeah that would steal right. his stash because if he's gone during the day hunting, then he's liable to have his stash ripped off at home. Right. So they, he, he, uh, yeah, these guys are together. So they built the, this high up thing, but a Wolverine figured out how to skinny up a pole and got up there and it ignored the elk meat and ate all his stored fat wow and he was he was freaking out it's like oh my god i'm in trouble now oh my god i'm in trouble now he's like looking at his leftover meat and he says well that's about 150 pound of rabbit you're looking at oh, yeah. <laughs> how was he how was he eating or how was he utilizing the uh solidified fat well um i don't know like you would a mct i mean you you can heat it up all you got to do is is yeah. take a gob of it and heat it up. And well, like right now, I'm I'm drinking down a couple tablespoons of MCT oil. Right, that's the hip thing. That's the hip thing to do now. MCT is lipid. Yeah, a lipid is a lipid is a lipid. It's a hundred cal. It's a nine calories per gram, a hundred calories per tablespoon. So it's calorically dense. So he could take in the course of a day at a hundred. Uh, you know, he could, he could do 20 tablespoons. He'd be taking in 2000 calories a day just by drinking the liquefied fat that he could heat in a cup over the campfire. Now, if he had other stuff he could put it over, that'd be great, but that will sustain life. Fat sustains life. Uh, and when they ran out of fish, when the, when the living got hard on the loan in every season is, oh, everybody was doing great while well, they were pulling fish out of the lake. But when the fish stopped, when the, when the, lake froze over they dropped these guys in like in i don't know 
first of November, right? So it's cold when they get there, like 20 degrees. But at the end of the first month, they're down to zero. And by the end of the second month, they're down to minus 10. And they got to cope and they have to build their houses. And the houses better be together, buddy. Because if your house is leaky and it's 15 degrees below, you're going to tap out. Yeah, some of them uh, look pretty elaborate. Those houses they've got, those shelters. Oh, the guy, tight. The, the guy who won the million dollar. This guy, boy, this was a, this was an Alaskan hillbilly, buddy. Let me tell you. First thing he did was he found a bunch of stone and he said, "I'm at my strongest when I'm here <laughs> at the beginning." So he built a stone wall, and into the wall he had a fireplace. So oh, wow. now the one, the one thing that they gave all 10 contestants is when you got to your site, you had a, um, a tarp. You were given a tarp. There was a tarp. Now, what these guys would do is that you would use the tarp initially. That would be your first shelter. When you first land, you set the tarp up and that's what you live under. Eventually, it became most of the roofs to the, to the permanent shelters that they built. So the tarp is very integral. Um, they could, they would also use the tarp for like hauling, like when when the fellow. Okay, so in the se, in year seven, the guy shot a muskox with a bow, and but it it didn't really. It, he hit decent, but not that decent. So he had to ran ran after it, and he waited, he waited, he waited for it to bleed out, but it wasn't in a bleed out section of the animal. So he had to pull out his knife and run in. And as the ox, ox, uh, ox was fighting him, he had to stab it to death with a big ass Bowie knife. Mm. <laughs> right? So he, yeah. had a he had a musk ox fight for real. <laughs> he stabbed it to death. And then, and, you know, he's huffing and puffing. Ah, 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 yeah, I killed it. I killed it. Right? Now, he says, now comes the hard part. I'm going, hard part? You just had a He goes, now comes the hard part. He had to debone a gut, cut that creature apart with the knife. That's all he had. Yeah. He's not gonna cut it apart with his bow and arrow. Yeah. Then he had to haul it back to camp. He had to break it down. Oh my God. He was out there for, I don't know, 10 hours breaking it down, getting it right. Then he had to haul it back. Uh stash it somewhere, then run back again to get the rest of it, hoping that a grizzly, he said, it's only a matter of time before the grizzlies or the wolverines or the wolf pack shows up. You imagine. Right? Then he's running back and, he, and he's exhausted. He's killed the thing at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's 11 <coughs> o'clock at night. And he's wondering while he's taking the second load of musk ox back, if, if something has broken down his door to get the first load he brought in, right? So anyway, he got it all squared up. Then he had to deal with, well, what am I gonna do with all this? And he saw season six, right? He saw that the problem that the guy had because he built that classic, this is how they do it. But the problem was, unless you have a section of metal, like tin on those four 
those four legs that you put your meat on top of, uh, animals can scurry up. He had, so what he said is he would bury his. He'd go down below the frost level and he put that musk ox meat level down below the frost level and put a bunch of weight on top. And he put it so he could see it at his front door. Hmm. And um, he won, he, he hit the 100 days. And, but I tell you, there was a lady behind him, I believe she had to tap out for a reason. She was ready to keep going. They might've pulled her on a medical. I think they did. She was ready to keep going at day 100. And they pulled her. And because they pulled her, he won. But uh, she was right there. And she had a smile on her face every day. This, this guy was like, um, I mean, this guy was Rambo, <laughs> right? And the third place, I am pretty doggone sure, was also a lady. She, she had a tougher time of it. She got some injuries and some stuff like that. Um, so, but it, again, they were confined to the same foodstuffs. Now, the quantity differed depending upon how good, you know, the guy who, in, for the past two seasons, the guy who got the most food won. Yeah. Well, that muskox saved that guy. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the key right there. Had to I don't think he I don't think he could have managed on with the fish are going. Now I tell you, uh, the second place lady she figured out how to ice fish, see, and she she caught some pretty pretty good fish out of the ice, right? Yeah. I believe he could have done the same too. He he certainly, but but he would have needed more. Because he was, you know, 200 pounds of muscle. She was maybe, I don't know, 125. Were there any sources of uh, fiber out there or Initially, initially. And the women were very, very good. Some of the guys, too. Um, at, they would go out and they'd go, oh, this berry, this, you know, they, they'd find berries. Uh, they'd find plants that were edible. Uh, some of the ladies made tea, which was so cool, right? Oh, yeah. we'll get we'll get this and this, you know. And they knew the fauna. Now, what none of it, none of none of it was enough to be life sustained. Yeah, right. It was just like garnishes, and and I believe they were. It would like they beat hunger off for a day or two because I don't know they chew seaweed kelp or something. I can't remember. Right. But First thought when you wake up is, what am I going to eat? <laughs> what am I going to yeah. How am I yeah. going to get some food? Yeah. yeah. When? Yeah. 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 But every day they had to exercise was a critical component to their fat loss. Yeah. Every day they had to cut wood. Every day they had to get water and they had to take water back to their camp. It's, they didn't have no spigots, so and you had to bring water into your into your hut and put it next to the fire, or it would freeze. Right. So every day you're and, and it went on, and, and they were like they're dragging ass at the end. They're like, oh my god, every footstep is so heavy, because they're living on just that protein, right, and water. And I was thinking to myself, oh, they're on the old Southern California fish and water diet, except yeah, they don't they have drink. any, except they don't have any fish. 
They've only got rabbit. It's a rabbit and water diet. And hey, the, but, what, the way that they caught the rabbits, most of the rabbits were snares. Yeah, they're dead snares. You tie up a, a thing that would catch an animal up, and you go away, and you come back the next day, and there would be a frozen rabbit. Nice. And, and that was the way they. There was some shooting of rabbits and bird with bow and arrow, but nah, you weren't going to live off that. Yeah. They, but Marty, they, they, they would they would set up and each snare each snare counted as an item. <laughs> Same with the arrows. Each arrow is one item. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, what, I want to ask you though, they're out there for months without any fruit, vitamin C, or anything. What do you get? Uh, was that scurvy that you, you get without yes. vitamin C you for so long? Yes. yes. You get yeah. it from what? You get this vitamin C from the meat when you don't even have the meat. From the meat. Far as I know, let me look. Because people who well, you got to but 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 but, JP, keep in mind that these guys are only out there ninety days. Not no, a hundred. This last season was was a real. That was a a tough year. Most of these guys are tapping out in seventy days. I believe in the in fourteen ninety two when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I believe that 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 trip took four months. Okay, so you know what I'm saying? That's hundred. That's a, that's ninety. That's hundred and twenty days. Because I was watching one of those Alaskan shows where they're up there in Alaska on these little, yeah. you know, these little, uh, yeah. you know, homesteads that they make. Yeah. And that guy got—is it scurvy? Is that the right? Uh, yeah, it's a lack scurvy, of right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so scurvy. So he had it's got low. that just Meat over the winter. In vitamin C. It's low. Yeah, but yeah. In, but in summertime, that's when you pick up on that. And and if right. you're if you're if you're a full time Alaska resident, you you know you know anyway. So and let's can, let's let's swing back to that. So so what I was so curious about and was so interesting was how it was similar what uh, Jim would go through when he did competitive dieting, right? Yeah. Jim, what yeah. you know, point point out some of the similarities. Well, I was just thinking about all the different diets. So my my first one was that when I was a senior in high school, and I think I had three months. I started off at uh, two eighteen, and I ended up at one sixty nine, and that was for Mister Teenage DC Pete Miller and all that. Oh, yeah. AAU. My, Pete Pete was an Olympic lifting training partner of mine. Is he? Small world. And uh, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what to do. I, I really didn't. What, so did I, what did you do? Well, I ate frozen. <laughs> that's gonna sound crazy. Blueberries, a frozen blueberries with skim milk. Okay. And equal, I put tons of equal on it. Um, I dieted a lot on that. I think I would have uh, a few eggs in the morning, but not too much. And uh, that's pretty much it. No, no. Back we've talked about this. Back then, we didn't have internet. We didn't have anything. <laughs> But where did you get that idea from? Wait, a day? Yeah, I would say. Dude, I was really starving. I didn't even go to school. I would three to three to five hundred calories. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Blueberries have no calories and skim milk has no calories. I'd do that for two, three meals, a big bowl of it, and 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 then I'd have maybe a couple eggs in the morning. I mean, that was low, man. Low. How long were you able to maintain that? Well, up until the show. 
Well, I mean, how, how long was that? How long a period? Three months. So 90 days. 90 days. 90. Oh, I uh, I think I had one car, one one cheat day. I had a bag of pretzels, threw those oh. up. And, uh, <laughs> and I had some ice cream, which I held down. But huh. Huh. Oh, and then, uh, I, then there was like a, probably a month left, and I'm reading Iron Man magazine, and Morrow has an article <laughs> on the anabolic diet. He had just discovered the anabolic diet where you eat nothing but meat. Right. And he doesn't differentiate. Differentiate. You can have steak. You can have sausage. You can. Have... Yep. So I went to Bob's Big Boy on New Hampshire Avenue, <laughs> and ate all the protein, all the fat, and pro I felt so great. <laughs> and I looked in, and I looked in the mirror, and I and I was like, "Wow, I don't look fat. I don't look bloated." But then I told the guy who was helping me, Louie, I said, "Man, here's what I did." He goes, "Never do that again, <laughs> dude. If I just would have known, if I just would have known." Oh, and I could have done that, you know. And well, then, now, how did it end up? Now, when you got to one sixty nine, were you ripped? Yeah, I was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty. Pretty. Yeah, but you probably had no muscle left, right? I lost. I lost some muscle, but I was pretty ripped. You know, I really, I really lost. Some how'd, how'd you do in the show? I finished second. Finished second. Yeah, that's not bad. And you know where I went? Geppetto's Pizza afterwards, man, in Georgetown. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. You probably man. made yourself sick. No, no, no. And you probably looked incredible. Yeah, after all that. Yeah, the next day. Because oh, yeah. you, there was no spillover, right? Well, I didn't even yeah. understand how to carb up back then. So I didn't, oh, I didn't even carb up. Yeah. Uh, you, would, you would have won. And then this, the is, next this is where we need a time machine. Yeah, I know. But then I, <laughs> after that, the other shows that I did were um you know the diets will be designed by our, our friend well, Rick Belke. oh okay all right so now uh how much of a time period from that until you entered your next show well man that was 1984 2012. Oh, really? you went that long wow. yeah i went that long i mean i, I went to college played football power lifted yeah. Did some boxing and stuff. So. Oh, excuses, excuses, yeah. excuses, excuses. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but so then what Rich's thing is, you know, he wants you to say. Well, why don't you tell him about Rich and how you got to know him? It's an interesting story, right? Him and my your dad, father. My dad's professor at the University of Maryland and was for 40 years. And Rich Sulky was the big bodybuilder in the area. He's Pan Am champion and tall class, Mr. America and all that stuff. And uh, my dad came home and I was just starting to get into lifting. It was like 10th, really serious, like in 10th grade. And uh, my dad goes, oh, you know, there's a bodybuilder who's, one, who's a graduate assistant of mine. And, you know, my dad's not really into bodybuilding. <laughs> and uh, I said, really? And he said, yeah, he, I'll find out what this deal. So, you know, he came home and told me his titles. And my dad said, yeah, I got his number. He said, you can call him anytime you want. So I was got on the phone right then. I was nervous, man. I was my heart was beating out of my chest, you know. And uh, I remember asking him questions like, "What to eat?" And back then they had those big horse pills, those amino acid pills. Oh, yeah. you remember those, Marty? Those huge. Oh, yeah, JP, you remember them? Amino one thousands. And I thought, you know, when you're a kid, you think supplements are the key. And Rich set me straight, man. Yeah. He's like, "You're, you're going to eat London. I want you to eat London broil, Jimmy. I want you to eat chicken. Yeah. I want you to eat you know." And he said, the amino acid stuff's really not going to do much, you know? And I was like, you know, I just wanted to hear it because you, you you don't have the access to any information, No, you know? Yeah, back then we did not know. Yeah, so so I would, you know. So I had to go. So you did it. Yeah, and it, it, 
it's a tremendous difference. And I, I started to really grow. I wasn't competing right then. So then years later, we always kept in touch. And, uh, and I called <laughs> 30 years later and I'm like, I'm doing the show in Florida. He goes, okay, start off with, and this one I had nine weeks. And, I, said, I, bet, and I bet his advice didn't change a whole lot, did it? No, it didn't. We just went with ground beef and sweet potatoes. And he went, and I started off with three pounds of ground beef yeah. and like one sweet potato each meal, mediums. Yeah. And uh, he said I could have as many vegetables as I wanted, but I didn't crave any vegetables except uh, raw cabbage, <laughs> like I was pregnant or something. Yeah. And, uh, and you Rich put said, sugar on it, right? Well, Rich said put Splenda on it <laughs> and a little cinnamon and a little cinnamon. And, you know, you get that crunch and it sort of tricks you you know, and you're thinking you're eating a dessert or whatever, but you have to be really hungry in order yeah. to consider it a dessert. You know what I mean? I don't it, think that would may, trick me. May, may, I, may I interject for a minute yeah. with, with our t Tim, Jimmy and Jimmy and my Tim Belknap story? Yeah. The unheralded, underappreciated Tim Belknap, who was, I believe, Rich's idol. Yeah, well, they had a similar physique for sure. Yes, they did. They did. So Belknap once said, he said, listen, he said, if you're a serious bodybuilder and if you're in a serious competition phrase, he says, and you get to take a bite of an orange, if that orange does not taste like the most delicious yeah. single bite of food you've ever had in your life, you're not really dieting. Yes. I mean, there's no question. I mean, I, I love that. That I was, I found that so true. Right, it, well, it, it, it's a depth of it's a depth of of hunger. Yeah, that makes you appreciate. I, you know, anyway, I don't know. I don't, so no, go no, ahead. And, and it's like you reset your 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 taste buds. And it's it's the alone thing, right? You're you're purposely imposing it. Yeah. And it's this creation of this. You're on the edge of starvation, and I'm sorry. But if you're going to lose body fat, that's where you have to be. Well, you know, it's interesting because you talk about that rabbit starvation on the, I had seven weeks for this one show I did and I had to lose 30 pounds. And uh, that's what he said. Rich called and said, I said, I did the first week of my regular beef and all that. And I said, Rich, I'm not losing weight fast enough. He said, it's time to go. Tim Belknap, Jimmy. Oh, Tim Belknap. And I went tuna and water. I've told that story before. Yep. And the first week or two was like 500 calories yep. of tuna and water. And you talk about wanting to kill somebody. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because you don't have any energy in your brain. The only thing, and I didn't know enough about MCTs. I may have tried them, but didn't really know. My, my last show I did, though. But you, uh, yeah. I mean, you could tell you have, you're not having the fat. You could tell that, man. And that was uh, five weeks out, and I didn't have a cheat day after that. Just tuna, cabbage, and water. It was uh, Jim, what was better, that or the blueberry diet? Dude, I, I think the blueberry diet, man. Well, no, let me ask Let me ask a question, Jim. Where do you think you were at body fat percentile-wise when Rich said, all right, we got to because you have to, as a, all right, yeah, we should probably make this clear. You would have to end up at a sub 5% body fat percentile. That was your goal, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't, yeah, you want this. So when, when, when Rich said, all right, this isn't working, we need to kick it up. Where do you think you were? Around 15. 15. Okay. Yeah. So you were, you were, you were still heavy. Yeah. Uh, 
optimally, what you want to do is not get into your position to begin with. And it would be uh, a portion of fat. No, I would say, well, here's a physiological fact of life. Unless it's protein, fiber, carbs, or fat, it's undigested sugar. Anything else? Okay, so a classic bodybuilder diet always includes protein and fiber. Now, some bodybuilders like to go high fat, low carbs, other bodybuilders, let me have some carbs, I'll go low to no fat. Uh, MCTs have made a big difference because MT MCTs, unlike LCTs, long chain triglycerides, MCTs are preferentially burned when they're consumed like alcohol. Alcohol goes to the front of the oxidation line. There can be no fat burning if there's any alcohol in the body. So all the alcohol has to be burned off. Uh, and MCTs have a similar property. They go right to the head of the oxidation line and get burned off first. So they, they can't really be stored as body fat. So what Jimmy discovered is that he can take some MCTs and didn't you notice that you got an, a, a really quick burst of energy? Burst of energy and, and I could think more clearly even later in the day. Yes, MCTs are supposed to be highly beneficial cognitively. Mm -hmm. uh, they're having great success treating Alzheimer's patients and Down syndrome. A lot of people are, are yeah, experiencing that. Positivity, and it's an it's an easy thing. My wife has a some sort of a coconut lipid that she cooks with. I use Perillo's Captri. That's MCT. Uh, it, it's an easy enough thing to do, but I think optimally that if you just have the fat, fiber, protein, you know, and kick all the booze and the carbs out, that's how you replicate the alone diet. And I think that that's how you do Jim's bodybuilding diet yes, without, without the, without the severity, right? Yeah. Without the, uh, you don't want to get to a point where you can't function or you're ready to snap. <laughs> and as long as there's enough fat in the diet, that won't happen. Right. So uh, I think that's the takeaway. But Marty, there's, uh, you know, when they're on the, uh, when they're out there in the wilderness or whatever, you right. know, obviously everything is organic. Yes. yes right. Yes. They're out there. So how important is the organic factor? Now we can do that here, our own version of the alone diet, but what's oh, the yeah. difference? How does that really? Uh, I like think it's, I think the real important thing is get rid of the, get rid of the carbs. That's the, that's the alone takeaway for me. I don't think it's so much a matter of whether it's, organic salmon or, you know, you know, regular store salmon. I think the important thing is that you're not drinking beer and eating pizza. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And eating ice cream, all that stuff spikes insulin. Now the alone diet, there's nothing in the alone diet. I don't think that there's a, well, I think they did get a little bit of berries. So they, they had a little bit of berries. I think other than that, there isn't a food that's been eaten on a loan that would spike insulin. So what happens is in around, uh, I'm thinking, I don't quite know how long it takes. Every person would be different when your body converts from a carb burning metabolism to a fat burning metabolism. This is cool. When, 
the fat burning metabolism takes over. Then when you touch that starvation point, right? And you don't have any supplemental fat, the body draws down on its own fat deposits, its own fat depots to supply the caloric fat shortfall, right? You tracking JP? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, this is, this is cool. So that's what happens. Everybody, <clears throat> the first thing that alone contestants do when they land, they detox. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing in civilization, but you're not doing it now. Yeah. Whatever bad habits you had back then, you ain't got them now. And you're all going to be subjected to a diet of protein, fat, and a little bit of fiber. Is there anybody who never killed anything? Had to leave? Yeah, they leave early. Yeah. They, they, think, leave, they leave in the first two weeks. I can't catch a fish. Bye-bye. If you can't catch fish, it's that simple. And, it, and it's predictable. And you watch and you go, oh, number seven can't catch fish. He's out, Stacy. Wait, did what? they bring their own fish hooks? Or was that one of the things? Yeah, no, no. That's interesting. I believe some of them craft them. Yeah. And some of them bring them, but each fish yeah. hook would count as an item. Be smart to bring a fish hook. Oh, they, and they've got to bring a sharp axe. Oh yeah. A lot of them bring a saw, uh, you know, <laughs> like a like a little, you know, like like one of those little hand saws, you know. Yeah, yeah. For the firewood. Uh, oh, just for the firewood. You've got to cut so much damn firewood. I mean, when it gets really cold. The amount of wood that it takes to, to heat those little huts, it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so they have to deal with that. And don't forget, if you don't, you either got to have something stored or you got to go catch something or you don't eat today. Right. And here's, the th here's the thing, though. It, the difference is, okay, let's talk about the mentality of the whole thing. So when they drop you yeah, off yeah, on yeah, that... Yeah in that deserted wilderness, you don't, you're there. You don't have any choice. There's no, there's nothing about willpower and you're going to go sneak chips or whatever that doesn't exist. Right. So Jim, Jim, talk about when you're in civilization, you're right. dieting for a show, you got to do this diet by your own willpower. How, how do you keep strong mentally? How do you keep from cheating and, and screwing yeah. the whole thing up? Um, well, cheating would be letting myself down, and I would never want to tell Rich. Since so, so you know, one of these <laughs> things. Is, and, and and Jim has a phone conversation, and don't you guys do video each week? No pictures, but just pictures, pictures, and then pictures. Yeah, walking. right. Each week, Rich is looking at at Steele's progress. Yeah, right. so we would do it on Fridays, right? So I get pictures taken, and I would be riding the bike, and I'd be waiting for his text back because if he said you can have a cheat meal. That means I'm in a great mood and I'm going to go to the diner that night and I'm going to eat a cheesesteak and I'm going to have ice cream afterwards. And all oh. Or if he said, Jimmy, you're a little behind. Oh, I was like, all right, now I got to, you know, or he may say, add another 30 minutes of cardio when you're already doing an hour and a half, you know, that kind of thing. Oh boy. So man, I'm holding that phone and it, it was usually that, you know, I could have a cheat meal. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> mentally, JP, um, I would say three things. I would, you say two things to myself. Um, number one is food is overrated. You know, just so me, meaning it's just fuel. Food is overrated. It's just fuel. Yeah. Um, That's BS. And then I'd also say, <laughs> are you really that hungry? 
Are you really that hungry? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. You're not that hungry. Are you really that hungry? You coward. Are you? Because <laughs> now there are certain times when I had to lose that weight really fast. But having you know four meals and all that wasn't going to happen. It would be like two two little tiny little meals. Bro, know? plus plus plus, you have an impending date to walk on a stage in front right. of an auditorium of a bunch of strangers wearing a banana hammock. Yeah. And you're already right. So, yeah. So there's that level of accountability there, too. So and then I would focus on the weaknesses of others. And so, like, I would, (laughs) if I saw somebody Ah. eating something while I was dieting, I'd be like, look how weak they are, man. (laughs) They got to have that stuff. Look how weak they are. Look how bad they look. You know, yeah. yeah. And then I grab my Burger King and blow my horn. (laughs) That's the the bird. Now, Jim, you that's three points. I've heard more than that. There's some pretty deep (laughs) stuff you get into. As far as what I that involve your uh, family and nah, stuff like nah, that. Nah, 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 oh, that's nah. when you got to get that rep. When you got to get the rep. That's <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. But that's yeah, you know, I, and it was, and you know, I think. Al Qaeda has my son. The, fr- <laughs> the, the fact that it, you're doing something different than everybody else. I always like that. You know, like even when you're playing football, you're on a football team. Look at those guys, man. They ain't nothing, you know. And you're, and you're looking good. You're looking better each day. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean. You, you, little things motivate you like oh, i can yeah. never fit in my 34 shorts and all of a sudden when i get to a certain body weight they're they're falling off me oh, you vas- know all of a sudden look at the vascularity that's yeah, the first see, thing boom right thing, Ooh, look at that when you, get, when you get deep into it you see something every day you that's see right every day. because I mean, something uh, happens every day when yeah. you're deep into it yeah i mean if there's very little stagnation i mean you could look worse so you could tell, and I, I mentioned this the other week, if I just had a handful of peanuts, yeah. no question I could tell that the next morning. There's no question I could see that I had that handful of peanuts. You know, I'd be holding more, you know, but in the, during the day now, oh, look, some peanuts. You don't even think about it, you know? Uh, you, but you, you know, the, it really gets you in tune with your body too. I mean, really in tune. And, but what's yeah. the best? What's the best advice you can give to somebody that's thinking about doing this? You know, they're already kind of working out, you know, and, and they want to just jump into this. I mean, I think mentally that's the hardest thing. I mean, you've got to stick to it. Your body's not used to starving, you know, uh, it's tough. So, yeah, I mean, you know, along with the mental stuff, I would also focus on a lot of books and and movies and things like where people survived, you know, or read about, you know, reading about the Bataan Death March all the time, reading about the, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, what a coward. You, oh, oh, yeah. you know, you, you're, you're a man because you can't have your little ground beef right now, and this guy's eating rice with weevils in it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so I focus on that. My yeah, advice- May, may I tell a Bataan yeah. Death March story really quick? Of course. <clears throat> General Wainwright, when they liberated you know, the survivors of the Bataan Death March, they, they presented them with a buffet of food. Yeah. And when General Wainwright was presented a glass of milk, he fainted. Oh my God. He fainted, he fainted away. He just couldn't believe, he put his hands on the glass and just bang, fell over. He couldn't yeah. believe that, that he had ac- even access to it, right? Oh, it's just incredible. Uh, so, and, and uh, let me tell a very, very, very quick story that, um, Joe Weider was with a very, very famous bodybuilder who uh, they were eating lunch and it was 
two weeks out from the Olympia and the bodybuilder was talking because he couldn't eat, right? He wanted to sit with Joe, but he couldn't eat. And Joe's, you know, Joe always could eat or had good, you know, whatever, excellent food. So the guy's looking at the food and he's talking. He goes, oh man, I'd give anything for, you know, one bite of that steak. One sip of that beer would be so incredible, but you know, uh, I, that's ridiculous. It's foolish. I can't even do that. I can't think about that. I have the Olympia in 13 and a half days and six hours. And after that, I can have all the sips of beer and all the bites of steak I want. Right. That was Samir Banu, and he won. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Good one, huh? And again, 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 on the edge of that starvation, you've got to get there. I think that that's the key critical point. If you're not willing to get there, um, I don't, I don't really see how you're going to have any significant progress. Right. And that, and that's the point, like JP, what advice would you give? It's, it's not so much that you're not going to make it. It's if you can take it. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. people don't want to hear that. They think it's yeah. you know, they like, like want to make fun of it and laugh at it and laugh it off. But it's just it's, that's that's the hard truth of it. And I think that that's the reason why most people don't have success in losing body fat. Yeah, and, you, and a lot of it, you know, we've all known women uh, who, when their wedding is coming up, all of a sudden drop all this weight, and you know the motivation is is so high, and they know those. But that's but but that's body body weight, not right, body yeah, right. body fat muscle. They're losing. Oh, muscle. oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying is, the, if the motivation is there, if it's more important to you than eating, if it's more important to you than cheating on your diet. Then, you know, then you have a tendency right. to fall through a lot more. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. If you're not there mentally, 100, percent this is not going to work. Well, yeah, but then, but that's the whole thing. You assume that the person that you're dealing with or that the person is sufficiently motivated and they're just looking for the correct protocol. Here's what we know. We know that with 100% certainty that the alone diet works 100% of the time for 100% of the contestants. That's incredible. With total certainty, we know that this approach works. What are the characteristics of the diet? Uh, protein, some fiber, you need the fat, get rid of the carbs. Mm. Would you agree, Jim? Yeah, I mean, it's going to work every time, just like it has. Yeah. But I mean, I think that that is the fundamental characteristics of the diet. Yes. Yep. And even then, if, if, if you're overloaded with, with nutritional fat, and I think this might be the mistake of some of the, the fat, fat, fat diets. If you're overloaded with fat, there's no reason for your body to draw down on its own fat stores. So if you're eating a predominant amount of fat? Well, what I'm saying is that the reason the alone diet works is because you basically are in a position where, where you are starving. Right. Right. Okay. So, uh, um, metabolically you're neutral, you're, you're, you know, so now you, you're able to take in some, some fat, some protein. Yeah. And as long as the nutritional fat lasts, you, you're going to be able to survive. Once the nutritional fat disappears out of the diet, then if you hit in that starvation edge again and, 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 and delve into the starvation zone, yeah. the body will draw down on its own fat stores. 
that's the point when the body says, oh, I've got to mobilize my own stored fat. That's when you, that's what we want. That's the, that's the, that's the bodybuilder status. That's how the bodybuilder drops from 15% to 5%. You've got to be there. But if you are continually, if, if you're continually saturating yourself with fat from external sources, well, your body doesn't have to call on its own fat. So, Marty, let me ask you something, because uh, now that I moved to Texas, you're always talking about, well, you ought to go on a barbecue-only diet and get ripped and, and, and all that. Absolutely. So if you're doing this diet, if you're eating too much fat and protein, I mean, isn't you there a spillover effect eventually? You won't move the scale. What, what will happen is each week you'll stay, you, your weight won't, you won't get lighter. If you're I mean, doing it, if you're if you're doing it right, you're going to lose. I would say, I would say a pound of body weight for every hundred pounds. If you weigh two hundred and fifty pounds, you'll probably lose at the rate of two and a half pounds a week. If you weigh two hundred pounds, you're going to lose at the rate of probably two pounds a week. But it just seems pounds, to me you're going to lose at the rate of a pound of a week. I get what you're fat, saying. A fat, a fat. I get what you're muscle. saying. But if your caloric intake from all right. that fat is just so high, I yeah, mean, yeah, you're, 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 you're not going to budge. You're not going to budge the scale. The scale yeah. won't budge. You're not going to lose weight. Yeah. Jim, do you agree with that? Yeah. What'll happen is he, he doesn't have to agree with it. That's a <laughs> metabolic fact. <laughs> I thought he was going to say something different. No. What'll happen? It's impossible. Is. What could he say different unless he's moronic? He would not say anything different. It's impossible what'll, to be different. I don't say anything different. I've just grabbed the steering wheel, brother. Okay. When the steering wheel has been jerked to the left. It's jerked to the right all the way. <laughs> Bam. When you initially drop all that sugar, JP, yeah. you'll lose, you know, you're 293. You'd be 283 in about three or four days. Yeah. Because you're not holding that glycogen anymore. So you'll, so you'll lose, you lose that water. You will lose a little fat because it's just so your once your body kicks into using ketones as fuel, then eventually you got to pay attention to the calories, and that's what yeah. Marty's saying. You can still eat the meat and fat, but you know it's just a, a fact that the equation's not going to work if you're taking in that much more than you know more than you're if, burning. If you take if if you take it, well, you'll oh, feel I'm great. saying the same thing, man. If you're taking too much fat, you're not going to move the scale. If you get too crazy with this diet, you'll cannibalize your muscle. Yeah, yeah. If you cut right. fat, um, if you cut out too much, yeah. You got to hit the hit the middle, like like all right, you're rolling along, and that's okay. Now I need to I need to really lean out here when I hit that starvation point, and oh, I don't have any fat in my body, and whoa. Yeah, so when I did deep at Squally, see, about <coughs> the high fat is that you're not that hungry, man. No, fat, fat is satiated. Fat is satiated. Yep. You know, so I'd have three or four eggs for breakfast. I'd have some bacon, and I man, I wasn't hungry for you know four or five hours after that. And then right. I'd have a couple cans of tuna with mayo, and then I'd have three or four burgers at night. That was it. I just wasn't hungry for 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 more. You for, know, for pie. Yeah, but then if I had a piece of pie, then I'd be hungry for more pie. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Because um, yeah. then and, and because the carbs are gone, your 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 insulin is allowed to, to to neutralize and normalize. Your insulin receptor sites are allowed to clear out. Right. Also, I think food tastes better when you get in touch with starvation. Your your taste bud receptors clear out. We're so our taste bud receptors are so overwhelmed with all yeah. the all the foods that we eat in society, all the highly processed foods and the, you know, all that stuff. And, and your, your 
taste buds, only the rudest and mo out, most outrageous tastes break through. But when you get into fasting and, and starvation and you, you, you stop taking all that stuff in for a little bit, then all of a sudden taste becomes more vibrant. And that's what Belknap was talking about when he said, man, if, when you bite into that orange, man, or that apple, yeah, yeah. Oh, the taste is going to so incredible. And that's the way it is. Also, I think this is important, JP, when you're really hitting it, I'm in the, um, the reason I wrote this article is because I'm in the 10th day of the diet. Oh, I got, okay. So yeah, I got, well, I got, well, I got rabbits I, in the backyard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a rabbit, you're in trouble. No, actually, if you're a muskox, you're in trouble around me. But we are going to be using a gun. Uh, I got sick. Uh, my wife brought, brought home a cold that I caught. And my normal, the normal thing that I do when I catch a cold or get a fever is I don't eat purposely. I stop eating. So all of a sudden, I'm three days into a fast. And I'm going, oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to do this alone thing, <laughs> right? So I'm 10 days in and the thing that you, that you get out of it that I'd forgotten because I've done this kind of, kind of diet before. And it's just similar to what you do, Jim, with the, with the bodybuilding right. is there's a mental alertness. Yes. That, yeah. Right, Jim, that comes yeah. with this. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you riff on that. No, I, I, you, I, I could tell. And I would always, and I still do this. Well, if I eat that, I got to be sharp right now. If I eat, if I'm going to go speak to people or whatever, I won't, I'll be really conscious of what the meal I eat beforehand, because if it's my, my thinking won't be as fast or anything, if it's laden with carbs. Matt, but, Matt, okay. No, when I always thought that the alertness and the lack of, so if you notice, Marty, and this is probably, well, me, I know you sleep like a baby, but I would, I would not have to sleep as much. And when I woke up, I was wide awake. Yep. And so I always thought that that was some evolutionary thing. Like we're supposed to be getting food right now. Stop sleeping. You know, um, you know you're supposed yeah, to well, but just, just, just you because know. in the old days you wanted to get food right now, didn't mean that you were right. But your senses, everything was, is more alive when you're in that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. 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 That's yes. time to hunt, right? It's going to yeah, do you a lot of good when you go out and it's hunt. A, it's a physiological thing that, that comes, I think with the detoxing and the getting all the chemicals out of your system and yeah. well you know also stop drinking beer you know you tell, <laughs> it's you probably been the biggest change in my 10 days right well, really 10 days no beer i know it's incredible oh, you know you it's funny you say how you how you you springboard off of getting sick you're sick for a few days and you go you know what i'm just going to jump into this diet. i've done that before yeah, yeah. yeah. it's you easy that bad. yeah that's, that's, that's a real it's easy way to get started exactly so you know and i don't know that it's going to i'm you know am i going to last 100 days i don't know i'm going to try what's the prize you're going to get a prize uh but prize is to lose body fat <laughs> there's no cash prize why is he laughing well, you could put you you could put it up. Why don't you put it up, big spender? Why don't you put up a cat? Why don't you put up first place Cadillac, second place steak knives, third place you're fired, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, JP, at some point you're going to have to drop down. You're two ninety three. What uh, are you just going to just cut back on what you already eat, or how's that? You go on the all barbecue diet. You know he, what? Honestly, I don't eat all that much. I mean, I eat, uh, I have a I, shake I or a little it. meal every two, three hours, but that's about I, it. I believe it. I believe My it. My thing is I need to do cardio and I absolutely hate cardio. But however, I have like 
Jim and I were talking about, I have gained muscle, lost fat. I'm getting more vascular. My abs are coming in. You're doing um, it. Whatever you're doing is working, man. So stay whatever on, I'm doing, stay it. Yeah. doing it. Yeah, whatever you're doing is working. Do not touch the I'll tell you tiles. what, I'm ready to get back to the gym, though, especially since uh, the cold weather's coming, the rainy well, season's you, coming. You know, why don't you just set it up in your basement? No, you don't, guys don't have basements. I don't have a basement, yeah. Do I mean, I've got stuff out garage? back. Could you put it in the garage? No, my garage is packed man yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's yeah. got stuff but you know well, what i've i'm real uh happy with what i've accomplished since march since we've been in lockdown you know it's now it's on you, you can use that cross score for cardio too buddy you need a heart rate monitor you need to be operating i would say guy his size in the 120 to 150 range jim what do you think in terms i of bet it gets up there when he's doing it already well yeah he's yeah you're moving a lot of mass you know what though you know what though? And after, you know, talking with Ryan Chow and, and, uh, Oh, and, by the uh, way, I, let me, let me just put Dr. this Lieberman. in. May, may I say this? Oh, and you're yeah. talking to Craig Gray. So Jim, so we've been talking to him for what, two years about squatting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know, dude. Oh, uh, so, so Ryan Chow says, Hey, you need to start squatting. And he's yeah. like, Oh man, I'll give that a hey. try. And so he's talking to me and he's going like, hey, Marty, you know, these squats are really good. <laughs> but but I'm you like, know what? Here's I'm what like, I I'm like, I'm like what trust the... level, Marty. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go beyond that. And by the way, <laughs> my my meniscus is, I don't even yeah. feel it anymore. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, yeah, two years ago. So, all right, so two weeks ago, all right, so my back has been screwed up for years, right? My L5, <laughs> I've had herniated discs. So I go, you know what? I'm all fired up. I'm listening to Lieberman and Chow yeah. and they're getting me fired up and t telling me I should do these exercises. So I started uh, uh, deadlifting. Yeah. Oh, now he's deadlifting. So now Steve. I'm deadlifting. Okay. Because and Craig Liebenson told him to. So I'm, I'm out there. I'm just using very lightweight and I haven't done this in years and I'm just perfecting my form and I've got a bar and I've got a bunch of bumper plates out there and stuff, but uh, you know, I'm just going to go up very, very slowly. Right. That's another reason I want to get to the gym. Well, hopefully you're not consulting Craig for lifting technique. Yeah. <laughs> and, and JP, slow negatives on that, man. Slow negatives, perfect slow. back position. Very way. slow, ten, you know, tension on the way down. Straight. I would come six inches and turn it around again. Straight yeah. line, pull, shoulders never get Straight in front line, of the yeah. bar. But shoulders you never get in front of the bar. I'm I'm doing 10, 12 reps, nice and slow. Just I think that's too many. I think that's too many, man. And I think I, you know what though? I'm just trying to loosen it up and get I back know, into it. Up, I, I would up the sets. If you want to do uh, six sets of 12, do 12 sets of six, man. Because what happens yeah, is 12 when, sets you start of six. To, when you start to get fatigued, that's you know, when you lose your formula, that's when you get the your disc starts to so yeah, you, you yes. can't keep those erectors fired. Right. You know, when they start to round just a little bit, all the stress is going to go, especially with your butt behind you like that. As the late Dr. Jim Wright once told me, he said, Marty, he said, you have to keep the reps low in the deadlift. He said, because the, the legs and the hips are stronger than the upper back and they can keep pushing yeah. when your upper back fatigues. And he said, that's when the injuries happen because you can keep repping, but you're, you're getting slumped and slumped more. And then the spinal column, bang, something goes. So we never do more than five, but six. That's yeah. good advice. That's good advice. Yeah. But 
like I said, I'm just, I just, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, real you're, slow. Yeah, and you're only hand on what, 185 pounds or something. So don't, yeah, worry that's about it. That's yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so fine. But, but when yeah. you get to two, 225, just, just slow. Use weeder principle number 172, continuous from the weeder research clinic. Yes. Continuous tension. Yeah. Right. Right. Same rep speed, like the same rep speed on the way up and the same rep speed on the way no, down. I'm getting, getting low on it, using a lot of my quads. Yep, yep, you yep, know, yep. That's be a, make it beautiful. All right. So I'll have a progress report for you guys in a few weeks and let you know how I'm doing. But it feels really good. And I think, uh, you'll, be, I think you'll, it's, be, you, you'll be dunking basketballs again in no time. Right. All right. Look, we've swerved again. Look at that. Okay, are we done with uh, the, the diet? This was real interesting. This is real good, and I didn't know you were you were doing this. So, uh, so far, let us so know good. how this is doing in a few weeks. Yeah, I'm kind of getting into altered state thing. You know, I'm kind of like back into the '60s. So if, I, if I drive up there and I bring in a case of Budweiser, not going to have one. Oh uh, man, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> that's that's horrible. What? You know, why do you even why do you even think like that? You know, five seconds, JP. Five seconds. I'd be like, well, what's wrong with you, man? You ain't gonna have a beer with me? Yeah, right. Here. Five seconds. Five seconds. Why don't you do that that's, and film it? Oh uh, no. Uh, God. Film him just crushing under the uh there goes die. <laughs> under the temptation. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're having a cheap day. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right let's get out of here all right check out marty's <laughs> weekly column raw with marty gallagher at ironcompany.com if you're don't looking forget, for bumper don't plates forget my instagram marty what is it <laughs> marty what is it the, the marty, marty gallagher, gallagher. The marty, yeah okay don't that's forget his instagram so go check it out yeah leave a comment there uh, if, if anybody needs uh, rubber matting, bumper plates, bars, racks, cardio, anything for their garage gym, home gym, commercial gym, go to ironcompany.com. We've got it all. Uh, we've got new Jim Steele articles coming up. Let's see. What's the date today? So we've got your, what's your last article, Jim? We've and dieting tips. Yeah, dieting? Dieting. Diet, dieting. Dieting. Oh, oh yeah. that's, that's appropriate. Uh, is this for like People going up in weight, down in weight, down in weight, down in weight. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, did we cover your points? Yeah, this is a little more gradual than the alone diet for sure. More, yeah. more humane. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, that'll go up mid month. Um, and also check out uh, our article section because the alone diet is on there now. You guys can read that, and it's pretty much everything we've been talking about today. And then uh, let's see. And your website, Jim. So it's Bass or Boss Barbell. That's B A S Barbell dot com. Anything exciting going on with that thing <laughs> nowadays? Rant, Just ranting and raving. Ranting and raving. Yeah. Hijinks, levity, right? <laughs> yeah. Hunting, the whole thing. Something like any, anything goes on ball. politics. You probably put politics. Nah, on you know, I, I, I it, it makes me too furious. So yeah, no, nah, we're all, yeah, we're stay all out of that. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. And then, uh, and then finally, well, saw, if you're, I saw a good movie. What was it? Netflix, <laughs> Netflix or Amazon? I think it was called The Outpost. Very realistic war, war movie. Out yeah. new. It's uh, guys posted in Afghanistan. I think it's called The Outpost. This is a new, new movie. 
And uh, it's about two guys who win the Congressional Medal of Honor. It's a true story, but it's very well done. And uh, so anyway, if you get a chance, that's my- uh, It's Netflix? I say the Netflix or Amazon Prime. I'm not sure Am- which I got one rid of Netflix, but I still have Amazon. Yeah, but I think it's cool. We'll watch that this weekend, Marty. Yeah, it's a good one. And then finally, if you're seeking a radical physical transformation, these yep. both these guys are available for uh, online coaching. You can yep. email Marty at Marty at ironcompany.com or Jim at ironcompany.com. And, uh, no matter where in the world you are, because we got listeners from all over the world, yeah, um, they can point. help you out. Um, Jim, you're already helping people internationally, right? I, I know Marty. Yeah, is. I got a guy in Australia right now. Oh, yeah. I, love, I love Australia. Yeah, yeah. Where's Where's he located? At? I have no idea. He's oh, you gotta ask these things, man. <laughs> Melbourne or Sydney? Come on. Okay. He might be an Aborigine. You don't even know. Well, that'd be okay. I know. I love that. I mean, this that they well, they do their own alone diet. Yeah, that's tubers and meat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no matter where you're at, the the muscle and the, and the strength gains come the same. So hire these guys to uh, yes. take you from A to B. Occam's razor, as we always a say, A to Z, A to Z, not A to B. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. All right. Anything a, else? A to B. From point A to B. Point A to point B. A to Z. A to Z. expression. He's, listen, he's old school. He's from the 40s or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you were born in the 40s, weren't you? No, I was born in 1950. Okay, I'm of the the nuclear age. Not the war age. Okay. All right, guys. All right. Good one. Later. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.